welcome to the GoDaddy Registry podcast, your regular catch-up on the latest thought leadership news, opinions, and insights from the registry experts. I'm your host, James Brown, and I'm pretty excited as this is episode one and the very first GoDaddy Registry podcast we're recording. Today, I'm joined by Tony Kirsch, Head of Professional Services at GoDaddy Registry. Hi, Tony, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, James. Great to be here. I know this is our first ever podcast for GoDaddy Registry, but uh, I'm really excited to be part of it. I think this is going to be a huge opportunity for us to share the amazing things that are happening in our industry. So looking forward to it. Thanks, Tony. So what do you have for us coming up on the show today? Well, JB, today we're talking with Eric Asgerson, CEO and President of CPA.com. Um, which is the technology arm of the Trade Association that looks after certified public accountants in the United States and and beyond. Um, So the organisation's called the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. It's quite a mouthful, isn't it? So the AICPA. And for those listening here today that may not be familiar with the AICPA, they're a very significant organisation in the broadest business world because their 400,000 or so members rely on them every day to help them with uh, best practices on not just accounting principles, but also guidance on the role of technology in the modern ecosystem. So I've been very fortunate. I've had the, the pleasure of getting to know Eric since 2014. When we first met, they were stuck in the uh, ICANN Community Priority Program which with .CPA, which was a bit of a challenge. But over that time, um, our team at GoDaddy Registry and the, and, the, and the fantastic people at AICPA, we've worked through that. And six years on, .CPA is live, and we're about to do a podcast to talk about it. So we're, you know, I'm very proud of what we've been able to achieve here, and I think it's going to be a great thing for the internet. That's right. I know I'm really looking forward to this interview with Eric and some of the great insights he shares on .CPA and how they could really help other businesses and organisations with their own TLD. That's right, JB. I think Eric's been really open here. He's, he's, he's given some solid insights for those that, uh, that are in the space to, to understand how they've gone about their strategy and, and what their perspectives are. .CPA is a, is a restricted TLD that's available to a, to a really defined community. So lots to learn here and um, some you know, interesting stuff for our um, listeners today. Okay. Well, that's probably enough of us. I'm sure the listeners are keen to hear the interview with Eric. So let's check it out now. Well, as you know, Eric, this is our very first foray into podcasts, and I can't think of a better way to begin this initiative than to share the story of .CPA. So firstly, a big welcome to you, and thanks for joining us. Hey, Tony. It's great to be here, and I can't wait to get into the discussion on .CPA with you. Okay, me neither. But uh, before we get into .CPA, let's just you know take a moment, if you could, tell us a little bit about CPA.com and your role, and I guess in particular about the members that you've got within your organization. Sure. Well, I am the president and CEO of CPA.com, which is the business and technology arm of the AICPA. And the AICPA is the largest accounting association in the world. We actually have offices in, offices in 23 countries. And I also sit on the, the AICPA leadership team. And it, so it's an international organization. And clearly, we've got a lo- very large presence in the United States. Fantastic. And tell us a little bit more. I mean, I, I knew CPA being the uh, .com being the digital arm of, of your organization. What does digital mean to your members and what sort of evolution have you seen in that space over the last five to 10 years? Well, we've seen a lot. And our, our overall um, mission statement at CPA.com is a power, empowering CPAs for the, for, for the digital age. And there we are in the digital age with a little, little bell going off. But what, what, this, what this means to our members is a lot because uh, 
they truly are transforming how they serve their clients with all of these new capabilities. And for the last decade, we've been saying three primary things. One is go to the cloud, leverage cloud computing. Um, the capabilities there will allow you to, secondly, deliver on your advisory services model. And, and third, really, really think about working in this, in this virtual environment. And really what we've been doing for the past 10 years really set us up for what's happened in 2020 when the pandemic just threw everybody into this virtual world. And a lot of our firms were, were ready. And we've, we've heard from them that a lot of our activities over the past couple of years and setting them up with cloud accounting, cloud bill payment, uh, cloud payroll services, are, we're, we're advancing auditing capabilities in, in the cloud to tax, tax payment uh, capabilities in the cloud. All of these different capabilities have really made a difference here in 2020. Yeah, that's great. And that's that's consistent, I think, you know, in, in our experience at GoDaddy with a lot of organizations or smaller businesses, I guess, around the world who have traditionally been offline and because of the pandemic have, have you know, had a need to, to become online. So, I mean, it's great that you've had that um, planning and exposure to, for your members to to be prepared for this sort of circumstance. Tell us a little bit just about the I- identity component for your members. What what does their brand mean to them in the online world? Well, it's it's, it's their storefront. It's it's become much more important, but I think it's always been important. And they are professional services firms. They're knowledge workers. Uh, they are solving complex informational problems for their clients. And they, they deal uh, with their clients using platforms and electronic documents. And their digital brand shows that they're very current or forward or progressive. And that's one word I like to use is progressive. People say, what, what types of firms are adopting some of the solutions that we put out at, at, at CPA.com? And it's the progressive firm. Because it's firms of all sizes. It's small firms, mid-sized firms, and some of the largest firms in the country and the world. And really what it's all about is the progressive mindset. And one thing that I like to say to, to smaller firms is technology is the great equalizer. Because I see that a 10-person firm today can at times provide the same services as a 1,000-plus uh, size firm. So it's exciting. It's exciting uh, for all of these knowledge workers, these finance and accounting professionals uh, to be putting in place more advanced capabilities. And, and back to what your question was, their digital brand matters uh, because you want to you want to look like you're, you're doing the best you can uh, to represent yourself digitally. And I, we can talk more about how we, we, we see great value in these new top level domains in particular restricted top-level domains. And uh, we've been talking a lot about what, what that means, both from a branding standpoint as well as a security standpoint uh, to the firms. Right. Yeah, I mean, I can see that trust is going to be a key pillar for your for your members in the way that uh, they represent themselves online. But let's, let's take a quick little history lesson. I mean, I know a number of the folks that are listening to this podcast will be interested to hear sort of the, the organic journey, um, some of it with a few bumps we'll get into in a second. But just so if you could, you know, cast your mind back, Eric, to 2010, 2011, and the decision to apply for .CPA, and what was the, what was, it, what was about it that excited you? What, what was the opportunity that you saw in front of you? 
Well, without a doubt, we 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 agreed with the vision uh, that the leaders at ICANN and other organizations such as as GoDaddy uh, were thinking about related to how important uh, the the expansion of the internet was, and we wanted to make sure that the CPA profession uh, participated. So we applied for .CPA. It was it was a long journey. We learned a lot during that journey, and I think that that helped us over the past year when we did the rollout of of .CPA. Uh, but it, we we are one thing. We wake up every day, even back in 2010 and 11, and we were thinking about digital capabilities. So as soon as we heard about it, uh, we we got our application in, uh, so we could you know seize the opportunity of providing this capability. Uh, to the CPA profession. And did you have any, I guess, concerns or you know, queries about how it was how how it would actually eventuate at the time? Well, you know, with all technologies, there's you there's going to be this kind of forming and storming phase and understanding how it will be rolled out. And I think we've actually developed uh, some of that understanding through other services that we've rolled out. So we were, we, we, you know, it, maybe the process took a little longer than we thought, um, but we were okay with the uncertainty. Great, great. And you mentioned earlier about the restricted TLDs and, 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 and your passion for those. Um, you have a, you know, a reasonably strong, um, robust policy around eligibility for .CPA and, and usage. Can we just dive into that a little bit? I, I think it'd be great to just understand a little more about what your restrictions are and why you think they're really important for .CPA. Yes, I think re- the restricted top-level domains have a very interesting value prop, and in particular, with our with our category uh, uh, related to the CPA marketplace. And I, I know a lot of people are, are looking at what we're doing, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can become a real model for how a, a restricted domain should function. But we've been very clear around our eligibility rules. You have to be a licensed firm or a licensed uh, individual CPA. And one of the strengths of our restricted top-level domain is that CPAs are a regulated community. So we have already established processes that identify or uh, that produce these, these licensed firms are licensed individuals. And by us following through with that as part of our eligibility, the marketplace, the public, is going to know that when they go to a website or they receive an email from someone with .CPA, they're interacting uh, with a legitimate licensed firm or individual. And in this day and age, of phishing and spoofing attacks and bad actors and in, 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 in people that imitate imitators online, uh, I think that's of great value. It's back to your trust point. Yeah, I think that's incredibly valuable. I mean, as you say, the the online world over the last um, you know decade or two has, uh, whilst provided an enormous amount of opportunities, had a few challenges in terms of. Uh, legitimacy for for many organisations, and so this sort of thing, I think, is going to be a fantastic opportunity for your members. 
if you took a broader view, Eric, and sort of looked at across your industry, what else have you sort of seen that you think adds value for .CPA? What have else have you been able to to, to learn from the process of, of of launching .CPA? I think prior to launching, we thought a lot about trying to make it an orderly process. So how could you? There, there these firms already had established uh, digital. Um, identities or presence uh, in place? And how could you take that into account as you were rolling out this new internet or information highway for CPA firms to leverage? So as we thought through this, we thought about the opportunities through these early registration period or limited registration periods in conjunction with a sunrise and trademark period. And so I think that that was really important that we 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 thought through how um, it could be done leveraging some of the best practices that we actually know other domains uh, have utilized. Right. And so, I mean, as we speak here, you've just completed your first phase of, of launches. Could you talk to us a little bit more about what the launch phases are moving forward from here after completing your um, early registration and, and, and sunrise period? Yeah, so we've just completed this sunrise kind of trademark period, which we feel went well. We had we had you know a few thousand firms, and over and you, you can see that as I know your audience looks at the listings, over four thousand domains registered, and a lot of interest. I mean, ninety percent of the top one hundred firms in the U.S. registered. Uh, domains and the next batch of 400 firms over 70%. So a lot of interest and it's interest of firms of all sizes. And where we're we're at right now is in a a limited registration period where a licensed firm uh, can register a domain. Uh, There are some activation requirements. So we're not not moving into our general availability phase, which is going to start in January. Uh, But we have this limited registration phase until basically the end of 2020, uh, where firms, licensed firms can come to domains.cpa and and look at what's available and and, and based on availability immediately, um, if if they are uh, eligible, uh, reserve their domain. uh, And then they just need to follow through on our our activation requirements. It's certainly a unique model that you've employed, but I, I can understand uh, that this has really been focused and driven by engagement with your members. Let's just pivot for a second and maybe uh, channel our thoughts into the, the members themselves. How have they embraced the, the, the launch period and, and what, what sort of feedback have you had from them about .CPA in general? I, there's been, like with everything, this is a, this is a, a, a very significant launch and we're going to be launching this you know, in other markets uh, outside of the U.S., where we we had the, the the verification process set up in the U.S., and in some ways we're just we're just we're testing it, and we're going to be rolling this out in other markets uh, shortly. Uh, but what I think there was, you've always got the early adopters that quickly realize that this is a great opportunity to get more desirable uh, domains, and they also saw this op- They did they did fully. Uh, you know, get their arms around the security uh, advantages. And, and one thing that firms have said is, you know, they think about their overall, you know, security framework and they just view having a restricted domain is one of the things that you want to do to try to uh, prevent 
you know, phishing and spoofing attacks. And a lot of these firms have experienced things like that. Uh, there's a lot of um, tax return fraud. There are all, we're all receiving those, those emails about, you know, requesting wire transfers and things like that. And a lot of firms are involved in managing their clients' accounting uh, in doing such things as, you know, processing uh, bill payments. So to have an added security check uh, with a with a .cpa uh, domain and email ad addresses, uh, they viewed as a positive. So that's just kind of the early adopters. And I would say with, you know, there's always when you, when you go go out in a, in a, in a, in a large scale fashion, there's going to be questions. And there were probably the, the typical questions that a lot of other uh, domain launches have had around maintaining your SEO equity and also, um, you know, going through the, the migration process. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So, I mean, let's just dive into that for a second. What support are you feeling that your members will need through this and what, what have you been able to assist them with outside of just the domain to, to help them on this journey? Well, what we did was right out of the gate, we immediately understood that some of the larger firms had marketing professionals and they'd all worked hard in their SEO equity. So we went out and we engaged some of the world leading SEO experts. We held some webcasts. We talked about uh, the processes that Google has put in place to help people transition uh, their SEO equity from one domain to another. And we, we just talked through it. I mean, and I think this, I think it's something that Google's taken very seriously. Uh, they know that they, you know, they, they, they have a real responsibility in, a, in making sure people can change their domains. And you change your domains because you want to go to a restricted domain or, or you, you buy a company or you just change your brand. So we, we kind of worked through that, that discussion, bringing in other uh, experts. And we're, we're, we're putting out training uh, related to not just thinking about following Google steps on SEO equity, but also using this as an opportunity to re revisit your SEO and, and overall uh, website marketing strategy. So like every process change or, or every change uses an opportunity to not just maintain your, your levels, but to improve them. So then let's, let's skip a little further forward. Why, in your view, should someone um, you know, register a .cpa domain and, and what sort of um, measurements should they be looking at to, to, to ver verify its success? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll use some of the, the quotes that I've already received that are public. Uh, here's a firm in the US, uh, their overall technology lead is Jim Bork and their firm name's with them. He's like, Eric, this is just great because we're just, when we tell people you know where where our you know digital storefront is is it's withem.cpa. That just sums it up. So it's it's a it's a great way to convey who who you are uh, to 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 the marketplace. And then you've got you've got these these additional uh, security security elements. So I think this is going to be a movement here that we're going to see a lot of. Uh, of, of, of interest across the profession uh, to, to one, brand their firm, and two, they actually all see this as a branding opportunity for just CPAs in general. We're fortunate that CPA is three letters, just like you know, .com and, and .gov and .edu. So that's a, that, just, that worked out well for us. 
Um, but it's and it's and it's pretty powerful because those three letters mean a lot. Yeah. So why let's let's sort of I guess when we talk about online trust, why is identity so important to your members? Um, you know, in terms of their value to their clients and their ability for their customers to be able to engage with them and uh, and have faith that they're really working with the people that they think that they're working with. Yeah, I mean, a great question, Tony. I mean, for what um, CPAs and uh, do is provide trust to their clients. They provide, you know, trust and assurance when they're doing a a tax return, or they're doing a, a financial statement review, or they're working with them on their uh, overall accounting and 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 business strategies. So that is, in essence, what they do is provide trust. So then this fits right in with that mission statement of a CPA. When we rolled out .CPA, we, we stated three things related to its, its value proposition. One, greater security. Two, greater trust. And three, a great branding opportunity uh, for, for the firm. So in relation to that branding opportunity, I mean, I, I, we've talked before about firms having access to their um, own brand name .cpa, but there's obviously some keyword and what I would sort of call highly valuable um, generic words in, in .cpa. What's your plan for those, Eric, and how, how will they be available to, to your community? Well, they're available right now. And I, I just did a, uh, an interview where we, we highlighted you know, some of the domains that have, that have been registered. And you're seeing a lot of creativity. Clearly, firms are registering their name, like Witham. So I just mentioned that. That's the name of the firm, Witham. But they're also met, registering, you know, cities or states or locations that they practice in. They're registering industry terms, you know, related to tax and financial services and advisory services and audit services. They're also registering, you know, uh, things that they just think uh, will, 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 will catch on. I mean, one person registered like my.cpa, my you know, so they're, they're being creative in, in how they're leveraging this, this new .cpa domain. And, and you encouraged me to do that, Tony. Experts like you at GoDaddy, uh, you know, you said this is, you know, let make sure they're, they're eligible and make sure uh, they they follow your rules, but uh, but allow them to uh, think about how they're going to utilize this uh, to drive their business, and we and we've done that. No, oh, that's great. I appreciate the the comment, Eric. I think we've talked about this that there's always opportunities to explore such a you know a greenfield um, landscape, and .CPA is exactly one of those. You've got this fantastic asset that you're able to create opportunity for for your members, and I think that that's going to continue to evolve and continue to expand in the way that the value that your members take from .cpa, um, you know, in, in five to 10 years time, perhaps might be different to what we've planned now. But if we sort of take a, a future looking view at this, Eric, what do you think is the is the value of this over the next 10 years? And what would be the, what would identify future success for your members in .cpa? I think even, I mean, you're saying five to 10 years. I think over the next couple of years that this is, this is gonna be a great signal to clients, uh, to businesses, to individuals that interact with CPAs, that they're they're on this better, higher trust information highway, and it's it will be an accelerator uh, for for firms to interact uh, digitally 
So I, that's what I think. I think if I, every year in the U.S., there's a couple thousand firm startups. So right out of the gate, you can get a, a professional digital designation and then you're advertising on Facebook, Google, you know, locally, and it will help you stand out. So I, I think that's what it's going to do in, in the next couple of years, and, and that will grow. I think we're also going to think more about the other things related uh, to, to domains. If it's, um, you know, the, the, the digital you know, certificates, if it's how you want to do your, your uh, DNS management, all of those other best practices, I think they'll think more about that. And also how you set up your your overall infrastructure. So I think it's a it's a it's an anchor um, service for professional service firms, and many of those are are smaller in nature. So they're going to be able to um, uh, leverage some of the the best practices that we're going to continue to evolve, and it'll be a journey because I, every year everyone's going to be improving their services. And we'll try to stay at the forefront and roll these services out to our .cpa community. So really turn .cpa into a, a digital leading community. That's, so that maybe if I'm five years out, that's what I would like to see is .cpa. It's a digital leading community and, and we're doing more with it. And um, I think, as I said, I hope this is a real model uh, for, for these, these restricted domains and and we can help others, other restricted domains uh, build success based on what we've done. Well, I think that's perfect. We, uh, we often talk here at GoDaddy Registry about this really just being the beginning um, and new top level domains creating the foundation for those beginnings. So I think we're very much in alignment on that. Eric, I think, you know, we've known each other now for five to seven years or five or six years, I guess. And I can see and I've always identified with the fact that you value your role as a custodian of uh, and look you know a, a care caregiver to these members um, I can also see that this is really important to you and and to your organization um, and as I said to you many times I think that these restricted TLDs are really important for the internet they're really important for your members and very much what the new GTLD program was was all about so thanks for joining us and thank you for your friendship and trust over the last five to seven years um, I guess and all in particular thanks for joining us on our first GoDaddy registry podcast really appreciate your time well, hey, thank, I'm Tony. I'm, I'm thrilled to be kicking the, the GoDaddy podcast off. I appreciate your friendship and your partnership and uh, look forward to continuing this discussion and, and, and uh, coming back on uh, at a later date to do another podcast and, and reflect on where we are with .cpa. So thanks. Thanks for everything you've done. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks again. Really looking forward to it. Well, there you have it. Some great insights into how CPA.com are making the most of their .CPA TLD. What really stood out for you in this interview, Tony? That's a great question, JB. I think there's really a couple of things that I, that I take from um, our conversation with Eric. I think the first one is that they've got a really clear understanding of, of .CPA and their vision for it. Um, and as I've said, you know, in the, in the podcast itself, I learn a lot from Eric as we've built through this strategy. You know, they're very clear that they're not trying to change the world in the first few months. It's a long-term effort to provide their members with value and help them with their digital um, health and become a foundation on which, you know, their members can build trust for their customers. So this is a really important, um, you know, thing for people to understand, JB. We've seen a lot of TLDs over the years get too focused on the short term and, and not be able to play the long tail game. Uh, and similarly, we've also seen some that have failed to understand the role of domains in the entire digital ecosystem. 
Um, whereas I think with .CPA, um, that, that hasn't been the case. So I've really you know, appreciated the, the opportunity to work with Eric and, and understand his sort of more holistic view of, uh, of .CPA and its role for their members. And I guess the second thing really does talk about that. It's about you know, focusing on their members. You know, Eric and their team at AICPA have been you know, very clear right from the start that this is an asset for their members. It's designed to help them with their, with their digital ecosystems. And ultimately, I think, you know, behind the scenes, their intent is to help their um, their members create better businesses, better services for the for the customers, and ultimately elevate the entire profession and its global standing. And if .CPA can play a small part in that, well, I think that's fantastic. So, you know, I'm really excited to, to, to see .CPA now out in the wild, and I'm, you know, even more excited to see what they're able to achieve over the next few years. Excellent. Well, as we come to the end of this episode, I'd like to thank Eric for being our guest on our first ever podcast. And of course, thank you, Tony, for being part of it as well. That's it for this edition. If you want to learn more about how GoDaddy Registry can help you with your top level domain, then visit www.registry.godaddy. I hope you'll join me soon for the next episode of the GoDaddy Registry podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.